this is the hard truth with Tony Schaefer, uh, powered by Six Hour Never Settle. Uh, I didn't. You shouldn't. Uh, I had a choice of what I carried in combat. I always carried the best. The best is Six Hour Never Settle. We are on the America Out Loud talk radio network, as well as the America Out Loud podcast network. Check us out. Project Sentinel, projectsentinel.com, and the London Center for Policy Research, londoncenter.org. We are on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Rumble, uh, and I guess on X. X is the new thing. So, you know, the X marks the spot or, you know, the X files, whatever you want to call it. We're on that too. And then um, uh, we are obviously going to do a shout out for Shuri Curry, who does our bumper music, uh, chainsawchicks.com. For those who are watching, I've got her t-shirt on. It's a great t-shirt. Shuri is a, an amazing uh, artist who does all sorts of things and obviously still sings and does our music. So today we have a, a very special guest. Uh, please welcome San Francisco-based mm-hmm. architect Richard Gage. Member of the American Institute of Architects, AIA, founder of and former CEO of Architects and Engineers for 9-11 Truth. He is also uh, with his courageous wife and assistant, Gail, continues to lead and lead the charge of uh, real investigations into the destruction of all three World Trade Center uh, skyscrapers on 9-11 at richardgage911.org. Uh, so it's very important for people to go check him out. He used to be part of uh, AE 9-11. Architects, Engineers, 9-11, but now he's on his own. Again, that's Richard Gage, uh, 9-11. So, Richard, welcome to The Hard Truth. Thank you so much, Tony. It's awesome to be here with you. Great. And uh, obviously, uh, one of the things that people need to understand is that there's been efforts by brave citizens for a long time uh, to finally sort through and establish the undisputable facts of what happened before 9-11, on the day of 9-11, and what transpired after 9-11 regarding a a range of things. And uh, you and I have run in parallel circles for a long time. Uh, uh, Kind of our issues are separate, but they exist within the same realm of undisputable facts that have been ignored uh, by the government. Was that a fair summary of kind of where we're at and what we've done. Completely agree. Uh, We're linked and people are going to find out in the course of our discussion how linked we have been. So I think that's the great place to start. So, uh, you know, it's indisputable that certain events that day don't match up with anybody's factual ability to interpret events. And and one of those being building seven. I, I, uh, I have said from day one, when I was looking at this, and I'm, I'm not an engineer, I'm a, an intelligence officer with some level of, of experience and, and success in the business. And just from my practical everyday understanding, my work with those who use explosives, because we are trained, while we don't use explosives, we are shown what explosives can do, how they can do them for pur- purposes of planning to understand how things need to be blown up as an assessment. And um, the one thing, I, the one thread, well, there's two threads, really, because let me throw a little a little uh, sidebar into this. Building six. Building six, to me, is peculiar by the fact that supposedly it was destroyed simply because things fell on it. But you've got this gaping hole. It looks like a, a bomb went off inside of it. So I don't want to go down that path, but I'm just saying anybody who looks at building six looks at building seven, building seven being that which fell on its own footprint. A lot of us have watched buildings being demolished 
which fall precisely within their own footprint. That's what happened to Building 7, Richard. I mean, there's no doubt about that, right? I mean. Yeah, and we're going to see it. Uh, it, yeah, I, we're not just going to talk about it. We're we're going to actually show everybody the third worst structural failure in modern history. Yeah, let's know, go through after that. The twin towers. Yeah, yeah. So let's we don't do. want people to be the last to know about the 9/11 explosive evidence. Uh, I felt like I was the last to know in 2006. I mean, I was shocked to, to learn that a third skyscraper collapsed on 9-11. I'm an right. architect. I mean, right. if anybody was going to know about a 47-story skyscraper that collapsed uh, on the afternoon of 9-11, it would have been me. I'm one of 90,000 members of the American Institute of Architects, Tony, and yeah. not one of us got any bulletin about this again, the third Worst structural failure in modern history. Right. It should have been the most studied building failure ever. Right. But nobody knows about it. Exactly. It's it's, it's insane. Absolutely insane. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, uh, to your point, I mean, look, there's all these, they had this building in uh, Minneapolis that collapsed recently. I've watched multiple videos of everybody breaking down the, the facade. They've talked about the structural. It's like, it's like so detailed over just, and I know offense to those who, who perished or, or had injury. That's nothing compared to a 47-story building. This is this is this isn't Rudy Giuliani's rocking chair at his mansion in New York falling, you know, falling back and collapsing while he's sitting in it. You know, this is a serious thing. So pl please proceed. So those who are listening, Richard's about to go through the World Trade Center building seven story, 47 uh, stories, 610 feet tall. Uh, was the, uh, the would be the tallest building in 26 states to include uh, probably the state I'm in right or and at least Virginia. So keep going, Richard. Yeah, I mean th this is this is amazing. It's about yeah. a, a football field in length away from the North Tower. Hmm. The two towers went down that morning, right? Right. Uh, and and, they, and but this building, although it was hit by some of the debris from the North Tower, it's standing fine. It caught on fire here and there. A few small. Yeah scattered fires in the building but it's standing fine uh and the the firefighters are trying to put it out here's dan rather uh the, excuse me the firefighters were told not to put it out uh and we'll get to that yeah. but here's dan rather describing uh, the event i don't hear dan uh, you might not either but this is what happens in the afternoon at yeah. 5 20 after witnesses hear explosions which will hear some of those witnesses too. So we go, wait, what's going on? Well, let's listen to Sham Sunder of NIST, the National Institute of Standards and Technology, who was tasked by Congress to explain these collapses to the American people. What does he say? What we found was that uncontrolled building fires caused an extraordinary event. The collapse of World Trade Center 7 was primarily due to fire. Primarily due to fire. Okay. Well, can we look at those fires? Yeah. They don't show us those fires, but yeah. here they are. They're few, they're small, and they're scattered. These are the worst fires in the building that we have any photographic or video evidence of. Right. As you can see, uh, th they're not a problem. These are problem fires, right? Yeah. These are problem fires in skyscrapers that have never collapsed. Uh, uh, steel frame, fireproofed skyscrapers. We've not lost one uh, before or after 9-11. And right. you can see there's fully engulfed fires. If no, I, uh, Richard, I saw one, uh, results of one down in Puerto Rico back in uh, 1988. There was a huge hotel that burned, but was completely structurally sound. So, yeah, I mean. 
we haven't lost one. This is an right. unprecedented event. So we have to ask ourselves, say, since it looks like a controlled demolition, should we at least find out what those features of controlled demolition are right. and see if Building 7 has any of them? Well, yeah. feature right. number one is a sudden onset. Let's take a look from West Street. And we're watching this uh, as it goes. And it uh, the, the sudden onset is apparent by the fact that as we're watching this right now, it and you can see the... Richard, those looks like... Uh, explosives coming out of the windows there well the the windows are breaking um we can't be sure of there's a couple of dozen of them on the lower left right uh i don't know that i'd call those explosions i i think the explosions are going on down below gotcha uh, in in the uh, lower floors of the building and then the the building is warping and that's breaking some of the windows gotcha. is there a straight down symmetrical collapse feature yes. number two well, let's take a look again. Let's listen to Dan Rather this time uh, as we... What you're seeing there are high shots. Now, here we're going to show you a videotape of the collapse itself. Describe that. Now we go to videotape the collapse of this building. Wow. So, uh, we... Well, let, listen to his words now. Yeah. This picture word. The best part. Third time today. Reminiscent of those pictures we've all seen too much on television before when a building was deliberately destroyed, destroyed by well-placed dynamite to knock it down. What? Yeah. <laughs> Dan, he's never repeated those words. Uh, in fact, we've never seen this building collapsing in, in, uh, in the last 20 years with one or two exceptions right. on mainstream media. Go ahead. So uh, that's my point. I mean, for the audience who's not uh, able to watch, uh, we've gone through and reviewed... Uh, I think uh, overwhelming evidence based on your technical your your technical understanding validated by your peers that this appears this appears there's a redundancy there but I didn't mean to do that uh, a a, uh, a very clear uh, pattern by the, the 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 way Building Seven fell to be essentially a controlled demolition is that is that an accurate uh, assertion? Yeah, it, it falls exactly like the old hotels in Las Vegas, which is yeah. why we're comparing it to the features of a controlled demolition. I mean, how do you do that? You have so, to remove all the core columns first. Yeah, and then within a second, you have to. After that, you have to remove all the perimeter columns. Any deviation in that pattern, the big the building will begin to tip over. Right. This is this is an art. Uh, it, it's a science, uh, and there's fire doesn't uh, have the capability, the precision, especially these fires, right. to bring that to, to to do all that damage to those columns. Well, that's the thing. So um, I, I've watched some of the earthquake videos, and Richard, in those earthquake videos where you have building collapse, it's 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 asymmetric. Uh, yeah. You basically have uh, part of the building collapsing, and then the building will literally wobble a bit or go, and, and it goes in a direction. It doesn't yeah. go into its footprint. I, I would yeah. argue that most buildings will not fall into the footprint because of what you just said. Uh, there's there's a number of structural, um, I don't know if the safeguards is the right word. You're the architect, I'm not. But there's there's structures which are not compromised, which remain rigid. There's there's and so those will always be rigid, even through an event where they're falling, despite the fact something else is compromised. So you would have a leaning, if you would, and yeah. falling, not not straight down. But this is this is straight down. 
that's a naturally occurring uh, event, uh, what you're describing, where uh, due to uneven damage, uh, the, the the building or whatever it is uh, falls to the path of least resistance, yeah. not straight down exactly. to the path of what was the greatest resistance, the thousands of tons of structural steel framing that's been designed to support this building uh, for, you know, the next hundred years. Now, let's talk about that for a second, because one of the peculiar things of 9-11, uh, and I, I, I think you can verify this, is um, apparently uh, the headquarters, the emergency response headquarters for the city of New York, for Rudy Giuliani, for Bernie Carrick, that command and control headquarters is supposed to be in World Trade Center 7. Is that correct? Yeah, on the 23rd floor, it was designed to run the city in the event of any kind of major emergency, such as what happened on 9-11. So first off, it's peculiar that they didn't go there because I recall, and I've talked to Bernie directly about this, they said, no, we're not going there. They went to some hotel to make their announcement of what was going on. And I'm not impl implying at all that Bernie or, or Rudy were part of this because I know that they suffered greatly that day. And I know that they did their best within the context of what they did. I'm just saying it was it was interesting that they were not sent to this building where they're supposed to have the command and control well, center. Probably. The reason is because they had thousands of federal, state, and local officials at a drill, a biochemical attack drill on nearby Pier 92 the ah. day before 9-11. Yeah, and the entire emergency operations moved, uh, went to that uh, facility. Uh, they, uh, Tom Kenny uh, says uh, from um, FEMA, uh, we 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 came in, got set up on Monday, went right into action on 9/11 uh, aftermath on Tuesday. Wow. So, you know, you, you you like you said, you're not a conspiracy theorist, and neither am I. But yeah. there we go. No. And so the second thing, obviously, is how could things be so badly designed uh, to allow for the planning of the 23rd floor to be the command and control headquarters? So what their official story is saying is that, oh, you know, we just built the building so bad, a few carpet fires and people's moldy sandwiches in the refrigerators just overwhelmed the framework and, and collapsed the building. That That's inconceivable, to quote uh, a, a certain movie I like. So, um what the heck is going on? I mean, how can how how does anybody with a straight face believe that, Richard, that a, that carpet fires, that uh, minor fires within the context of the building caused the, the framework to collapse? Well, I can I can show you here. Uh, turn me on and I'll show you how fast this building it comes down. Yeah. Uh, uh, back to the uh, screen, Tony. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so if you can turn it on. Uh, so free fall acceleration, what are we talking about? Um, l listen to uh, the, the building falls as fast as a bowling ball falling out of the sky. Mm -hmm. So what does that mean? Uh, that means that not one of the 82 columns gave any resistance wow. for at least 100 feet of this building's fall, yeah. a third of its fall. And NIST finally admits this, uh, but they don't acknowledge the implications of that, which means all the structure all those 80 columns had to be removed at once. 
And we do have witnesses of explosions, even though uh, this gentleman, Sham Sunder, says there's no witnesses. These are the witnesses. Wow. A sound of a clap of thunder, a shockwave ripping through the building, the windows busting out, and then the building coming down. But listen to Kevin McFadden. Like another two, yeah. three seconds, you heard explosions. Like, boom! It's like a distinct sound. It's not like when in compression, like boom, 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 boom. Like floors that were dropping and collapsing. This was boom! Like you felt a rumble in the ground, like almost like you wanted to grab onto something. So he's being very specific, as is this gentleman who saw flashes of light. Call in Bill Rosati. He was here when it all happened. He saw it for himself. Bill, if you can just tell us what uh, you saw when you heard. Uh, I was standing like two blocks away, and all of a sudden I just seen a big flash, and then I seen the building coming down, and I just seen people just running everywhere. That's pretty incredible. And Barry Jennings, uh, who, along with Mayor Giuliani's attorney, Michael Hess, was in the building trying to get up to that 23rd floor that we just talked about because they were called to a meeting up there in the early morning after the planes hit the towers, but before they fell down. And this when we is got his to experience. the floor, I started walking to one side of the building. That side of the building was gone. The first explosion I heard when I was on the stairwell landing when we made it down to the sixth floor. Then we made it back to the eighth floor. I heard some more explosions. What's on the sound? Like a boom. Like, like an explosion. So he's hearing explosions. They're hearing explosions. They're being blown around in the building by explosions. And uh, this is before the towers went down. What about these firefighters' experience in the late morning of 9 11? Yeah. Because this says there's no explosions. What are you talking about? Yeah, here's one of the guys. He can tell you I'm okay, all right? Here, hold on. You want to call, you, you call your mother or something? <laughs> We're told by NIST that those sounds, which are obviously explosions, are the sound of one floor falling on another. But this is before Building 7 came down. This is after the Twin Towers came down. There's no building falling, and it sounds exactly like an explosion. In fact, it looks exactly like a controlled demolition on the right, Building 7 on the left. Right. In fact, several of them. What What do you think, Tony? Is there any similarity? Well, yeah. So for the audience to, who's, who's not watching but listening, there is a complete... Uh, um, uh, I guess, uh, parallel, uh, these multiple controlled demolitions of buildings of similar nature, similar scope, similar size coming down in their footprint looks exactly like the building seven collapse. And, uh, when you see it, I mean, and I encourage folks to go check out Richard's, uh, uh, website, uh, Richard Gage, nine, nine, org. And, org and and see these things for themselves because the, the 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 bottom line is it's indisputable that the building seven collapse uh is completely congruent with a controlled demolition completely and it's completely uncongruent with uh destruction by fire which right. when when there's 
there's never been a loss, first of all, in a steel frame fire protected building, even right. though there's been hundreds of much hotter, larger and longer lasting fires in these buildings. We've never lost one of them. So, so the NF, go ahead. Yeah. Go, no, keep going. Keep going. That's the the NFPA asks us to look. Uh, the, the, it's the guideline for fire and explosion investigation. What do you do? You look for large volumes of gas and large amount of heat released, like we see racing away in these cauliflower-shaped uh, forms uh, away from Building 7 in right. every direction following its collapse. There's a lot more heat here than what can we would expect uh, from these fires, which were surely extinguished themselves by the mechanical action of the collapsing right. building. So where's all that heat coming from? We're looking for something like this, Tony. Yeah. And guess what? We find it. Yeah, uh, surface temperatures uh, exceeding the hottest office fires, but there's no hot office fire on the surface. So what are they measuring? They're measuring something much hotter, deeper down in the pile uh, that's cooling off to 1300 degrees Fahrenheit by the time it gets to the surface. Yeah. And FEMA gives it to us on a silver platter in their metallurgical examination of the steel. Never yeah. before observed eutectic reactions, intergranular melting, capable of turning a solid steel girder into Swiss cheese, like we see in this piece of World Trade Center 7 steel with silver dollar size holes. Well, guess what? Office fires don't do this to steel no, either. of course not. Of course They not. don't do rapid oxidation. They don't do sulfidation. They don't do liquid iron with a hot sulfur corrosion attack on the steel right. documented by FEMA before NIST took over the investigation and then threw out this evidence, even though they were deeply involved in it. In fact, the author, Jonathan Barnett, fire protection engineer, says uh, partly evaporated beams. You know what it takes to evaporate steel? Uh, that's got to be yeah, I was going to say super, superheated uh, sources of energy of some sort. But office fires are only maybe a thousand degrees, typically five or six hundred degrees. Right. So we hired the uh, University of Alaska to do a study on this. And what did they find? They found that it didn't come down by fire. They found that it could only come down by a global collapse involving every column in the building. This was a four-year, $300,000 study, yeah. University of Alaska Fairbanks. So you see, we have all the evidence, uh, 10 key characteristic and very uncharacteristic features also yeah. uh, with thermite of controlled demolition. That's what's right. convinced 3,600 architects and engineers to demand a new investigation. And that's right. why we're making the film here, 9-11 crime scene to courtroom. We're bringing it uh, to the gr special grand jury. It will be submitted as a supplement uh, to them. So uh, that's uh, that's uh, the, the overview of Building 7. And uh, this film, I'm partnering with the Lawyers Committee for 9-11 Inquiry. Yeah. And uh, we're we're working hard on this, uh, making this film right now, putting all this evidence and the evidence of the Twin Towers, yeah. uh, which we'll get to if we have time. We will. Yeah. So let's let's break this down first. So that for those for folks who have never been exposed to any of this, this is going to be a lot to digest. So I, let's let's try to focus it on on just the stuff we've talked about. And I want I we got part two of the show. We can get into the, the rest of the. The evidence, which I'd like to, but within the context of the seven uh, collapse, Richard, um, I got three questions for you. First, did the nine eleven commission go down this path at all? Oh, they they sought every means available to them to completely avoid the evidence of extreme temperatures. There you go. 
whatsoever. Uh, evidence of explosions, evidence yeah. of thermite, incendiaries, which we we can cover if we have time. Yeah, we'll talk uh, about that. If we can. Yeah, the 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 evidence of the. Uh, in fact, they denied the free fall acceleration of this building altogether until they were forced and embarrassed publicly in a conference uh, to admit in their final report yeah. that it did well, come down me, at free fall after all. Yeah, trust me, I've had my issues with the 9-11 Commission, as you know. We could talk about that in part two of the show. <laughs> but Another my second, Well, my second question is, I mean, uh, it's more of a, an observation plus a question. It seems to me you're very rational, Richard. I don't know you personally, but you seem like a very rational man. Have you considered starting to drink over the problems you face? No, I'm just kidding. It's a joke. <laughs> but uh, my, my, serious my serious question is, you've been able to find some very um, effective and, uh, dare I say, credible partners to evaluate this. University of Alaska, it looks like you've got academics, you've got... So what has been uh, the response by the government to your coalition saying there's something wrong here you need to look at this oh they they simply say uh we trust uh, our science have you heard that before <laughs> deja vu all over again i think <laughs> yeah exactly there's a, there's there's a lot a garden of garden gnome i know that said that a lot yeah so yeah so and, so, and so they call I, us like, conspiracy theorists yeah so, so 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 that's my third point um and this goes back to the way we opened the show it's like we've been running in parallel uh, my issue is obviously we were part of a black a special mission operation called Able Danger, tracking, putting together, using advanced technology at the time, data mining, doing some very advanced things with technology, which I still can't talk about uh, relating to targeting these guys. But we knew Al Qaeda was going to attack us. Uh, we knew down to uh, certain individuals who had links directly to bin Laden. Or just, it's fact, the fact is the fact. And, and when we're all we said is, hey, something went wrong here because the fact that we had planned this uh, was turned off. The fact that we were planning, I'll be blunt, to kill these guys was turned off in January of 2001. Well, you know, geez, uh, why would you do that when you know that someone's up to no good? And obviously, I became a conspiracy guy because, oh my gosh, you're, you're, you're trying to say that we had a shot at Al Qaeda. It's like, well, we did have a shot at Al Qaeda. That was kind of our job. And then you go through this as a, as a third party observer. Uh, I don't believe you had any direct links to the 9-11 towers uh, before this, did you? I mean, I don't think no. you were. None of us did. And yet somehow, you know, we're all just asking hard questions about the hard truth. And we're 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 the, we're the conspiracy guys. That sounds pretty crazy to me, don't you? Don't you think, Richard? This has been the uh, this is how it's been for 18 years for yeah. me. Uh, since since I found out about not only Building 7, but the explosive demolition of the Twin Towers. Yeah, we'll um, go through that. Yeah. It, when we do, people will be able to see, uh, when we start with Building 7, because theoretically nobody died in, in, in Building 7, according to the official story. So people are not uh, encumbered with emotional burdens and PTSD as most all of us were to some degree uh, with regard to the Twin Towers, where we lost uh, almost 3,000 of our fellow citizens in an attack against these uh, cultural economic landmarks. Uh, this this was a horrendous uh, event. Uh, and uh, so 
um, we were conditioned to, you know, it, it's it's a psychological operation. You know about those. <laughs> you put fear into people, and then you can get them to believe almost anything. And that's, that's right. What, uh, so was well, done to us. well, nobody should have fear because we're coming right back with part two of our program, the hard truth. With the with this episode with Richard Gage, we'll be right back after this short break. Cofix RX nasal solution has completed the circle and is now offering throat spray with povidone iodine. That completes the protocol doctors like Peter McCullough recommend. If staying healthy is important, you'll want to make sure to add throat spray to your next order of Cofix RX. For a limited time and exclusive for America Out Loud listeners only, you can save 25% off your entire order. Let's double down against colds, flus, strep, RSV, HRV, COVID, and more. Click the banner or go to America Out Loud shop to get 25% off your entire order. Use coupon code OUTLOUD25. That's coupon code OUTLOUD25. These days, every time you turn on the news, it seems like there's a new threat to your health. Maintaining a strong immune system has never been more critical. Advanced Nutrition Company, Healthy Cell, created Immune Super Boost to help you strengthen your immunity. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Immune Super Boost is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed nutrients proven to support immunity, like vitamin C, D3, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea. These physician-formulated gels come in a small gel pack. Tear off the top and shoot it down, or mix it in water. Boost your immunity. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order, risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code out loud. HealthyCell.com. Code out loud. For 25 years, Global Healing has proudly produced the highest quality supplements and cleansing programs that are rooted in nature and backed by science. Get 15% off all of our products using code out loud. Global Healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. The Wellness Company's chief medical board designed every supplement and medical protocol with your health in mind. From groundbreaking supplements like the Spike Support Formula to unique care like Freedom from Big Pharma. Join a healthcare system that puts your health and well-being above the interest of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be with a company that shares your values. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. Oral hygiene hasn't changed in 50 years, but our diet and the way we eat has, creating an environment in your mouth for bacteria to wreak havoc on your teeth and gums. For better oral health, get Spry Dental Defense, an oral care line designed to combat acid-creating bacteria. The toothpaste, mouthwash, mints, and gum all contain xylitol a natural ingredient shown to dramatically improve oral health. Spry can be found online and at all fine natural retailers. We are fighting the ultimate fight between good and evil. AmericaOutloud.com replaces groupthink with innovative think. Well, it was Walt Whitman, the poet, who said... 
Keep your face always toward the sunshine and shadows will fall behind you. America Out Loud Talk Radio. Liberty and justice for all. Hey, this is Tony Schaefer with The Hard Truths, back for part two. Sponsored, I should say powered by Six Hour Never Settle. Uh, I didn't, you shouldn't. I carried uh, what the best in combat because I had that choice. That choice was Six Hour. You should make the same choice. And uh, for part two of the show, uh, Richard Gage continues to remain with us to go through and continue the discussions of uh, the, I, I think, uh, let me quote here, the inconvenient truths. Someone said that once <laughs> regarding the 9-11 issues. Uh, we are joined by the transmutable, uh, Elizabeth Breckenkamp, the consequential, Tanya Miller, and the empirical, uh, Chris Cordani. Wow. And yes. thank you, Richard, for coming uh, on the show and for one, for having Tony on your show and giving him so much time and um because you're staying i know um i would like to uh just reiterate after the break about what you were talking about on building seven and just a recap for people um world trade center building seven is a building that was not struck by um the planes it was part of this world structure that richard if you can listen to the first part or go to richardgage911.org is that correct richard yeah and get that information on that building and watch those clips if you have not had the chance absolutely watch it come down compare it yeah and what um so that's what we were discussing and then um a lot of people who've been following and then those who um, haven't will be wondering, well, why are we talking about that? Well, that's the one that was not hit by the plane. So that's the one that um, is very that's the one that we can look at and start inquiring and really get to the nitty gritty. A lot of witnesses. And I noticed that the lawyers um, committee for 9-11 inquiry have some good eyewitness testimony about explosives specific to World Trade Center 7. Mm-hmm. And so, therefore, <clears throat> again, we're not having that question about jet fuel, the impact of the jets and all of that. So um, what Richard and Tony were talking about is, uh, OK, on, on the side, you know, we got one and two to discuss here. And um, that's a hot topic because, you know, there are other theories out there. And we're not necessarily getting into here because we have Richard here. And thankfully, this is a show that's called The Hard Truth. So thanks for being on, Richard. And we want to get some hard truth. What are the hard truths that you think we need to know and the audience need to know about World Trade Center Twin Tower 1 and 2? Yeah, this is where it gets hard, Tanya, because we're going into an area that's going to show the evidence for the explosive demolition. I mean, uh, go ahead and show that if you would, Chris. Uh, We've got um, the the uh, uh, identical set of explosions in both towers, even though we have completely, not completely, but very different uh, damage uh, to each of the towers. They're hit differently. They're hit at completely different levels. uh, And yet the upward, outward arching streamers, uh, the uh, freely flying structural steel sections weighing four and eight tons laterally ejected at 80 miles an hour, landing in every direction uh, up to 600 feet away. 
uh, d destroying skyscrapers around them and the World Trade Center uh, below them, but beyond the boundaries mm. of, of Ground Zero as well. These sections are trailed by thick white smoke clouds, mm -hmm. which have no possible explanation in the official narrative that these buildings came down by the weakening of structural steel right. uh, and the uh, s subsequent uh, collapse uh, driven by the heavier section above, according to the official narrative, driving the rest of the building down to the ground and then destroying itself. But we don't see any top section crushing the rest of the building, which is mm -hmm. the the key theoretical basis for these building for their collapses. Right. So their theory, their different. theory has not, does not show to be clear if you can share, because that's where, you know, those who don't aren't aware of uh, that there are challengers, architects and engineers, one for every victim or more uh, of that day. And, and from that tragedy who are questioning saying, wait a minute, your NIST report to be clear is not um, living up to what we're seeing here. And this is, is this like a pyroblast or something? Can you give more description about the difference of what they claim and what we're seeing? And that's what you're sharing. Yeah, let's go into it because yeah. we have all the features again of controlled mm -hmm. demolition that we looked at for Building 7, mm -hmm. beginning with a sudden onset of destruction. I mean, this is not the, uh, take a look, the, the upper section of the building. Uh, it's still, uh, the video's acting funny, but it's it starts in uniform, sudden downward mo motion. Uh, there's no uh, s s hesitation when it meets the cold, hard steel uh, below. Uh, well, Richard, let me let me ask a question about that, because, again, that that mimics what we looked at at Building 7, where it falls essentially into its footprint. It, there's no asymmetric failure like you would think. And if, if the claim is let me correct me if I'm wrong, they're saying that the high temperatures of the aviation fuel burning compromised uh, the steel frame. Is that kind of their theory? Is that is that accurate? No, um, uh -oh. they acknowledge that most of the fuel burned up outside the building. The rest was gone in 10 minutes. Right. This okay. is according to NIST. So what, what all we have is normal office fires and a few broken columns from the airplane. Right. Uh, so that's what uh, is the is bringing down uh, the, the, the towers, the, the, the heating up of the but, steel. And, and mind you, these are short lasting fires, uh, an right. hour and a half uh, uh, max uh, so, versus... But, but but then still, if they're saying that the, the aircraft itself compromised the structure, that wouldn't be a, a symmetric fall. It would be falling in on the hole that created by the aircraft, wouldn't it be right. correct? You'd, you'd, right. you'd see it, you see it tr just completely go over and down, right? Which yeah. Yes, theoretically, the you would, yeah. theoretically then, if, if you have part of the, let me just, you know, because I'm the layman here and I, I have no, I'm not, you know, an architect. So basically, if they're saying, you know, here's the World Trade Center, something flies in here that section is compromised so what would happen i would think logically since you know they would fall it would fall over into the hole and avoid most of the building it would just fall over would would, would that be a logical yes ex example if it was to collapse saying? at all we'd expect it to to fall over and perhaps fall mm -hmm. off the building that's what i'm but saying course, yeah that's yeah. not what it does right and and we have witnesses uh, actually 156 of them now uh, for the research of Professor Graham McQueen, who actually looked at the 
500 first responders, 12,000 pages of testimony. And, and they're all very similar. We felt the ground shake. Why is the ground shaking? This is supposed to be a natural collapse from a thousand feet in the air. You could see the towers sway and then it just came down. This gives you a clue to the answer to your question, Tony. It, all of a sudden, the ground just started shaking. That felt like a train running under my feet. The next thing we know, we look up and the tower is collapsing. Mm -hmm. It shook my bones shortly before the first tower came down. I remember feeling the ground shaking. I heard a terrible noise. And then debris just started flying everywhere. This is very important. These order yeah. of events. Again, it's like the, the, the witnesses at Building 7. They're hearing explosions. They're feeling explosions. They're seeing flashes of light. Uh, many of them, uh, uh, before the towers ever came down. An explosion appeared at the very top, simultaneously from all four sides. They're seeing yeah. the symmetry, too. Materials yeah. shot out horizontally, and then there seemed to be a momentary delay before you could see the mm -hmm. beginning of the collapse. How yeah. small can they be? So, Richard, I, I, there's, yeah, so I want to, throw a couple things into this. I mean, we all know the government is completely truthful. Just look what happened with COVID. I mean, you know, they could not have been clearer and supportive of everything that was necessary to protect the American people. Um, Using that as a departure point, uh, RFK Jr.'s recent revelations regarding uh, what we all know to be a cover-up of RFK. The Warren Commission to me is another example of this where there was a complete whitewashing. Let's get right to the bottom. Who benefits from these lies? Because it's very clear that, you know, what you're saying has great relevance. Uh, I think it, there's merit to what you're saying. Uh, the one thing I think everybody's agreed upon, uh, Tanya, uh, the, the entire team I go back and have talked to you for 20 years, there's evidence that the 9-11 Commission did not do its job. As a matter of fact, I spoke to uh, one of the 9-11 commissioners, Richard. I think I said this on your show. The, the one I spoke to said everybody on the 9-11 Commission was covering for someone. Well, that's not a, a, that's not an exposition of the truth. If you literally have members who are committed to a lie or a series of lies to put together a narrative. So, who benefits most from the lie? That that was my question. Who really benefits yeah. by not my by not revealing what really happened? Yeah, how does that help well, anybody? Yeah, all we have to do is look and see what happened. You, if we're going to talk about this, you can remove the screen if you if you want. Um, we can we can uh, just discuss uh, what happened after 9-11. We had yeah. the invasion of two countries uh, in, in which uh, a couple of million people perished. Um, the, the removal of the, uh, the regime in, in place in, in uh, both of those countries, the, the, uh, uh, the, the, the taking over of their resources, uh, opium in in uh, Afghanistan, for instance, uh, which skyrocketed. Right. No, I, I, know. I worked that issue. No, it was really amazing to watch uh, right after our entry that the Taliban had been going about eradicating uh, the, uh, the the opium trade. And yet somehow we come in and, and, it, and it goes through the roof, literally. I mean, oh, uh, I can give you the numbers on that, Tony. Uh, well, Twenty four uh, before we invaded uh, the, 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 the uh, Afghanistan. Uh, before the Taliban came into power is 2,400 metric tons coming out. Yeah. But UN numbers, the Taliban shut that down to about 158 metric tons. Right. When we kicked them out, it skyrocketed, like you said, to 3,600 so, metric tons. Yeah. So just a quick note on that. In Operation Dark Heart, my book, we actually, I actually document one of the things that we detected 
the enhanced movement uh, of drug drug guys in, in Kandahar. And so we had a great detailed report that went in and we said, look, you need to do something about this. And uh, the FBI team did this report. I just added to it. The FBI said, hey, we need to send DEA over here and get, get, get to work on this. And the FBI's response or DOJ's response was, yeah, we're, you're, you're right. We're going to get right on that. Well, when's the team coming? Next year. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was no interest. I'm just trying to illustrate mm-hmm. the fact that nobody cared. It was like, yeah, let mm-hmm. it go. So, okay, so I, I get Afghanistan, Richard. What and about the oil Iraq? in Iraq? Don't Iraq. forget yeah. that. And, yeah. and the vast increase in the military budget, uh, $48 billion uh, budget uh, we oh. have since 9 11, uh, making very rich the entire arms industry, as right. well as the media who was hy- uh, hyper- hyping the war uh, there. So, and and the control grid on us uh, citizens, of course, with the Patriot Act, the Military Commissions Act, the National yeah. Defense Authorization Act of 2012, any of us can be arrested without a right to a lawyer, a trial, a jury. We can be tortured. That's insane. We can yeah. be assassinated. American citizens without due process. But, you know, when, when I first came across this, <clears throat> excuse me, I was one of the biggest skeptics. It was like 2006. I come across this stuff and I tried to disprove what I was seeing on the Internet. I thought... Oh, no, you know, these young gentlemen thought they were doing a documentary. And so I started looking things up. I was very aggravated at it. I started explaining away what I thought were squibs, you know, what I thought were floors dropping and pushing the dust out. I was trying to make explanations for everything. And, you know, I got out of that trying to theorize or understand. And I just I I just went back to fact finding. I went to these conferences. I met the very organic chemists. I met the people who collected the dust samples. I met the, um, all the different variety of expert, experienced people and professionals. And I guess it's like, who are you going to believe? We, we're seeing who is profiting. We're seeing there's only elect and certain select people that we're to listen to when it comes to things like COVID or whatever. The same is true with NIST. And there's people like Kevin Ryan who didn't go along. And there's other people that we haven't, you know, we know. Uh, there's other people in the movement who have been speaking out and it's like, yes, the muddy, the waters get muddied and it's, it's scary to theorize. It's scary to try to point blame, but, but, you know, you can start picking at the facts and some of these just, you can really, we can just have this conversation all day long about what's transpired after. And it does look like, okay, hello. But really, if we look at the hard facts and hard truth and hard evidence, we've got a lot there like lava, the lava flowing, the eyewitnesses, what they saw and the physical evidence, had it been tested, not gotten carted away like a crime scene cover up versus right. a crime scene. Well, that was my next question, good. Tanya. Yeah. So, Richard, uh, apparently everything because Tanya spoke about this the other day, all the material from the building essentially has been destroyed. That, that was oh. that was from a crime scene. Right. I mean, that was a crime scene. Oh, clearly. And they declared it an act of war. So they weren't bound, apparently, by the the laws of the uh, pre- pre- preventing the destruction of evidence in a wow. crime scene. But it was shipped off starting just two weeks after 9-11 uh, to China uh, on barges to China for recycling. Uh, before forensic wow. investigators could get their hands on it and do a proper I mean, forensic investigation. See, now, now, why would you do that? I mean, to me, this is the greatest, one of the greatest mass murders in history. A crime, as far as I'm, an act of terror, that's not does not require a military response. I would, I'm one of those arguing, uh, Richard, that we did not need the Patriot Act. We did not need all these other new laws. You're right. Yeah. Uh, we we had sufficient authorities to go do what we had to do, and yet somehow that was ignored. And now this, 
So mm -hmm. to me, I mean, again, just for the, our, our, our audience to follow here, we're the crazy ones, supposedly, because we ask hard questions, we follow the evidence, we examine facts for what they are, not what we mm -hmm. want them to be. And yet somehow that makes us outside the norm. Is that insane or what? I mean, yeah. seriously. That's insane, oh. especially when you do look at the evidence of extreme heat in the Twin Towers. We have yeah. molten metal described by the, the structural engineer of the World Trade Center himself, uh, Leslie Robertson. Uh, the, the, these fires are going out at the time of the collapse. They're not, they don't exceed uh, four or five hundred degrees Fahrenheit. Uh, they, they, though NIST well, claims otherwise, there's no evidence uh, dare, to suggest well, that the fires are that hot. Right. Well, dare I say, uh, Richard, this was bef long before COVID, long before the DHS, the, the Homeland Security uh, Disinformation Board. To me, this was the first meeting engagement of the deep state where they recognized they were never going to be able to stop and suppress all the, the information. So therefore they had to poison the well, they had to poison the stream oh. of, of factual information right. by putting people inside uh, the nine 11 truth movement who were so extreme in their thinking, it, it would basically remove all credibility from the entire effort. And like Tony and I spoke about this. That makes sense. And Cass Sustran, that guy. Cass Sustain. Uh, Cass. Sustain. Is he going through a transition? Because he's always looked a bit feminine to me. I don't know. I don't know these things. I, I don't know. Whoa. I just ask questions. I ask hard questions. Yeah, so, Cass Sunstein would have us be terrorists for our dare asking questions I know. about the well, biggest crime point. that happened on yeah. Australia. That's my point. That is that's your point. point. Yeah. That is what he called publicly for cognitive infiltration of the 9-11 truth movement I'm in sure particular and other uh, movements that are trying to bring out the facts, facts such Thought, as please. a molten steel flowing like lava out of the crab claw excavators. Uh, and in the aftermath, well, guess what? Fires and even jet fuel don't burn hotter than 600 degrees Fahrenheit. And that's according mm -hmm. to the jet fuel manufacturer, ME Petroleum themselves. So here we have photos of, of, of incredible amounts of lava and, right. and the firefighters described it flowing. I, I said lava is molten, molten right. steel and iron. Well, well, they say flowing like lava. So I, you know, I don't, I want, I, I need to ask this question because it's, it's my show. So I get to answer it. Ask it. So is there any chance, Richard, in your, your mind that Hillary Clinton was able to get bales above himself, uh, the devil to go and, and basically use brimstone to take the, the towers down? Because I could see her doing that. Just asking. I mean, if we're going to go with wild uh, theories, why not add sense. Because, the question about you know, that is fire and brimstone for goodness sake. I think sake, you know. it's, it's about 4,000 degrees Fahrenheit in Hades. So That's right. That there sense. you go. So uh, well, Concrete melted uh, out there. There's It wrapped around the police handguns in World mm. Trade Center 6, wow. which you mentioned earlier. Yeah. 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 A big hole in well, it. That's exactly. So, yes. Yeah, so I Richard, didn't even know concrete. Melt. I want to come back someday and talk about it because yes, I was as we as I was doing prep for the show. It's like I looked at six, like that's a that's a that's a crater. That's not that's not mm -hmm. a, a a something didn't fall on that. Something yeah. blew well, out of that. It looks like they intended to blow up a building six, see. the Treasury Department itself. Yeah. You With, can see uh, images for blocks down. What has a and and for the basement yeah. of World Trade Center one and two. All those who I encourage you to go see what Richard has available. Yeah, but there there are insane mm -hmm. images of the basement as well. And there is, it is impossible, especially when the jet fuel mostly burned out right. and, and especially uh, where did not not have jet fuel right. and there was no plane. So, but, but there's yes. no pictures of Hillary Clinton or the devil. Just saying <laughs> that, that we're not, we're not saying that. 
I'm not in the same room, which not makes you kind of wonder. Did you ever notice that? You've never seen you've never seen the devil and Hillary Clinton in the same room. Isn't that strange? <laughs> At the same time. <laughs> the only real no, question is, no, did no. those messages? I'll tell you, the devil is in the details, Tony. That's uh, the, the U.S. geologic what? Always. That's the U.S. The geological Survey gave it to us on a silver platter in their study of the dust. They find billions of previously molten iron microspheres in all the dust samples, up to six percent of some of yep. those samples. Well, the. the this is molten iron. We haven't used right. iron in our skyscrapers for a hundred years. What are we talking about here? Molten iron is the byproduct of thermite. Thermite is an incendiary, as you know, used well, I've by used the thermite. Military. No, I've, I've used thermite. I know what it does. I've, like I've, a hot I've, knife through butter. So I've we have the evidence yes. of, of not only ignited thermite in the form of these billions of previously molten iron microspheres, which RJ Lee Group, an environmental firm, says were formed during the event, not before by the iron workers putting it together, not yeah. after workers, afterwards Gary. by the iron workers taking it apart, but during the event. Well, we know how thermite works. It produces thousands of what look like sparks in a controlled yeah. oh, experiment. Yeah, I've used, I've used, and they I've cool and they fall uh, into spheres. Uh, they, they, they form themselves into spheres uh, because that's what aerosolized liquids right. do. And then they fall into mm -hmm. the pan. And so this is what could explain the toasting of the tops of the cars all around the World Trade Center. But did you know an, a, a team of eight international scientists led by Niels Herrett in Copenhagen, find in all the World Tra Trade Center samples of dust that they studied, these dual-layered red-gray chips, red on one side, gray on the other. They thought they were paint, but they are attracted by a magnet, so they get real curious, and they uh, do X-ray energy dispersive spectroscopy, and they find the ingredients of thermite, yeah. iron powder and aluminum powder. They go, mm. whoa. What's that doing in all of the dust samples in the World Trade right. Center? So, so each each crime scene has its evidence that we this is more than enough, and there's so much more than what R Richard could ever discuss here. Yeah, and well, we, all yeah, of the other experts for an independent investigation. And I know right. that is what well, that's we're the common at. goal. Yeah, Tanya said it. That's the common goal. We mm -hmm. all recognize coming from our different perspectives and experience of the 9/11 attacks, either leading up to it or not, where they do that. So, Chris, do you have time for a take or not? We do have to have Tony's take, Sarah. One question, though, that uh, message to Hillary Clinton. You think uh, the message between Hillary and Beelzebub, you think those were kind of transported through Lynn Stewart? Ooh. Lynn Stewart. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> my Lynn, see, at least somebody gets the Lynn Stewart joke. I don't get it. Elizabeth gets my uh, 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 Donald Menace jokes, too, by the way. But uh, oh, Lynn, Lynn Stewart, the lawyer for the blind sheik. By the way, oh, yeah. okay, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. There she we got go. treated very badly. Uh, All right, yeah. Here we go. Here we go. All right, here we Tony's go. Tony's take right here. Tony's take. Powered by Six Hour. Don't That's right. That. Powered by Six Hour. Never settle. There Never settle. Richard has a Six here. Hour too. By the way, just saying. that's right. P two twenty eight. Yeah, there you go. There you go. There are several stories over the years of uh, protectors, good Samaritans who have been persecuted. Yes, yes, persecuted for taking action to defend others, while many pull their cell phones out and show things. The thing is, how can we reverse this mentality? I'm, I'm, in, the, I'm in the corner here where a lot of people who would be good Samaritans would be too scared to do so. Well, no, I think the answer is, Chris, people should pull their cell phones out and show pictures of uh, Hunter Biden's uh, privates. Now it'll, that'll stop any incident right there. <laughs> the Anthony Weiner method. It's like, there you go. Yeah, so you, you do pull both. up Marco it's, Polo real it's quick. Exactly. <laughs> pull up Marco Polo and say, look at this, and it'll stop any, uh, any act of violence instantly. <laughs> there you go. See, that was a quick take, wasn't it? Wow. I, I, that was, okay, I, next question. 
<laughs> okay, here's a quick one. Okay, one All right. More. It's been a couple of weeks. What do you think of X over Twitter? Uh, well, the, the truth is out there, Chris. You know, I mean, <laughs> one of the notable things today, I'm glad you brought this up at the end because uh, many folks who followed the X Files, and I was one of those. <laughs> who looked like at the storylines leading up to the 9-11 attack. The, the, the lone gunman had an episode of an airplane almost crashing into the, nine, the, the Twin Towers. So I find it ironic mm -hmm. that uh, that Elon Musk in the zeitgeist of our, of our human experience decides to pick X <laughs> as the new uh, derivative mm -hmm. of, of, his, of, his, of his network since the X-Files itself has been uh, something that I think helped move and expose people to things which were in the works were in the works long before their mm -hmm. events so mm -hmm. so anyway so I, I think that's all we got time for today richard it's been a blast thank you so much for being here today on us uh, and tolerating uh, my my uh, departure from fact at times so after all I'm, I'm a known conspiracy theorist so i must include conspiracies <laughs> such as beelzebub and hillary clinton which is a new one uh, i'm sure i'll get some press on that one so you didn't touch Biden, though. Uh, well, you know, I don't even think Be Beelzebub would touch Biden. Just saying. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. I don't think anybody uh, wants to uh, touch Biden. Yeah, but anyway. I'm, I'm saying so anyway. But Richard, thank you for being here. I'd like to have you back. Uh, we're going to be doing a 9-11 special. So I'd like to have you included as we plan that. Uh, always Elizabeth Breckenkamp uh, with us. Tanya Miller from uh, the great state of Hawaii and Chris Cordani from the not so great state of New York. But I guess it, it could be great. Again. Make New York great again. So anyway, thank you all, thank you all for being here this week. And thank you for sticking with the hard truth. Yeah, thank you so much. This was yeah. great. Yes, thank we'll, you we'll see you again next week. Bye.